6729. Oh, here we go. Good morning, everyone. A very warm welcome to our morning service. Parents, grandparents, you are warmly welcome. Thank you for coming to support the boys and the girls as they parade this morning. Would you please stand while the Bible enters the church? Thank you, David. Please be seated. Uh, thanks to Carol Buchanan for the flowers in church this morning. Um, you'll have noticed in your uh, orders of service, there's been an intimation about a concert that the Boys Brigade, Lanarkshire District Fellowship, not on this week because the concert was last night. Um, it was a concert to raise uh, for two charities. Uh, they raised uh, at the moment for each charity £1,350. <laughs> That's for charity Hope for Autism and You Are My Sunshine. These are all intimations. Go. 
Thank you very much, the choir. Together we are going to read the Psalm 23. The Psalm 23 can be found on page 555 in the Pew Bible. Psalm 23. We read it together. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in a green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let us worship God we sing our first hymn as number 167, Give me oil in my love.
Now let us approach the Lord God in prayer. Let us pray together. Living and the eternal Father of our souls. We come this morning to adore you. We come this morning to kneel before you in prayer. For your perfect wisdom and a perfect goodness. For your love you have for all people. For the love you have for each one of us. For the great and mysterious opportunity of each one of us life. For your spirit who dwells in our hearts. For the seven gifts of your spirit. We praise and worship you, O Lord. Yet when this morning service is finished, do not let us think that our worship is ended. And uh, we spend the rest of the day forgetting you. Loving God, guide all our thoughts, guide all our feelings, instruct our minds, direct our energy, take our eyes and keep them fixed on your everlasting beauty. Make this day a day of obedience, a day of spiritual joy and peace. Oh Lord, forgive us for our slowness to see the good in others. O oh Lord, forgive us for our hard-heartedness towards the faults of others. O oh Lord, forgive us for our failure to be true, even to our, to our own standards. O oh Lord, forgive us for our excuses in the face of temptation. O oh Lord, forgive us our choosing of the worst when we know the better. Loving God, create in us a clean heart. And together we say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. 
Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts. As we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom. The power and the glory forever. Amen. Good morning. Can you all hear me okay? Okay, so today I'm going to talk about something kind of personal to me. I just feel as if that's the best way to go about these things. Um, it's got more meaning then, and I find it easier um, to, to talk about it. I still get more nervous coming up here than I do standing in front of 30 kids from Easter House. <laughs> um, right, okay, so... Today I'm going to talk about faith, and the dictionary definition of faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Faith, by its very nature, is the belief in the unbelievable or the impossible or the unlikely. Faith can come in many forms. For me and Oliver, faith last Sunday was driving all the way up to Perth, watching your team throw away a 2-1 lead in the dying minutes, driving all the way back home thinking, do you know what, we can still do it. It's only 12 points now, because we've got faith. <laughs> faith by its very nature is often difficult and challenging. When we talk about our faith, we talk about faith in God. Hebrews uh, chapter 11 verse 11 says that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the belief of things not seen. So in other words, faith is our belief in God. We can't see God, at least not in a physical sense. Faith is our relationship with God, our experience of God. And remember, boys and girls, when I say God, I mean Jesus as well. So I've got a wee activity. I'm going to get some volunteers because we're going to talk about what does faith look like? What does our faith look like? So all of them, darling, you two help me all along. Can you please come up to the Chelsea stand? And I'll take care of
right, guys. I'm going to talk about um, my own journey of faith and what that looks like. Quite when we got the emphasis, emphasis of the collection of the storm.
So, everyone's journey of faith or experience of faith is different. Faith will mean different things to different people depending on their own experiences. And therefore, how each of us show our faith will be different as well. Some people might be really loud and vocal about their faith. Some people's faith, it might be visible for all to see. Other people's faith, it might be much more personal. It might be covered up. It might be on the inside. It might be something that only they can see. But it doesn't matter because it ultimately all comes down to the same thing. And that's our belief in God. And no one is any more or less important than anyone else. We all have a personal relationship with God. And that's what's important to God. It's that we keep faith in him. And that you live the best life that you can. So thank you.
How do I follow that? I have to see it. I have a present presentation to make this morning to one of our boys. Um, the boys are, uh, for the past two years, five of them have been doing their Queen's Badge. And for the Queen's Badge, to get the Queen's Badge, they have a lot of work to do. They have to do various things. They have to work in the company. They have to work in the community, which usually means volunteering. They have to learn a new skill. They have to do an expedition. Uh, that's not compulsory. Some, some of our boys done an expedition, which was three nights uh, up in the Pentland Hills, um, which wasn't in the best of weather either. And that's under a tent and nothing else. Take their own food. And they have to do a physical item as well. The volunteering, um, what the boys, uh, some of them done in cancer research, some of them done in Bernardo's, in charity shops. And they have, have to do a minimum of 30 hours in each category, except the expedition, of course. But it's learning a skill and working in the, the company. They have to do a minimum of 30 hours. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, one of our boys um, has done 216 hours volunteering. And I still think he's doing a few more. Um, that just shows you the commitment some of these boys uh, have. Um, so it is my pleasure and with pride I can pre present a certificate for Boys Brigade. Um, they have one for 50, one for 100, and one for 200. A certificate plus a badge. So can I ask Jack McGough? to come forward, please. Oh, so much. Give him again a big applause. Congratulations, son. Thank you. And congratulations, Jack. It is well deserved. And um, the boys um, have got another month to complete their Queen's Badge. Uh, they are going on a course um, next Sunday and then a weekend course in April at the BB headquarters. So they've all just about finished. They've not quite finished, some of them but I'm sure they will be finished and they will all pass. Thank you. Thank you very much.
Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, so sadly, I've got no tattoos to show you because moms are too skinny. <laughs> maybe I'll do the weights so or maybe get some. <laughs> uh, this morning, we have uh, three readings. The first reading can be found on page 1044 in your pew Bibles, reading from Luke chapter 12, verses 1 to 7. That's page 1044, Luke 12, verses 1 to 7. Warnings and encouragements. Meanwhile, when a crowd of many thousands had gathered so that they were trampling on one another, Jesus began to speak first to his disciples, saying, Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight, and what you have whispered in the ear and the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that can do no more, but I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after the killing of the body, has power to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies, yet not one of them is forgotten by God? Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Reading now from verses 13 to 21. The parable of the rich fool. When someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me as a judge? or an arbiter between you. Then he said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store all my grain and all my goods. And I will say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then you will get what you have prepared for yourself. This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich towards God. Our last reading can be found on the page uh, 1184, your pew Bibles. Reading from Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. That's page 1184, Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. Rules for holy living. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Amen. Thank you very much, David, for these readings. Let's now, in response, to sing together 59 Blessed Assurance.
Jesus is mine. Let us now pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord God, our Redeemer. Now, Lord God, address us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
As a thousand of people crowded around Jesus and they were stepping on each other, he told his disciples this, be sure to guard against the dishonest teaching of the Pharisees. It is their way of fooling people. Everything that is hidden will be found out. And every secret will be known. Whatever you say in the dark will be heard when it is day. Whatever you whisper in a closed room will be shouted from the housetops. And Jesus continued, my friends, don't be afraid of people. They can kill you. But after that, there is nothing else they can do. God is the one you must fear. Not only can he take your life, but he can throw you into hell. God is certainly the one you should fear. Five sparrows are sold for just two pennies. But God doesn't forget a single one of them. Even the hairs on your head are counted. So don't be afraid. You are worth much more than many sparrows. This was uh, Jesus' very, very challenging address. And in the middle of this very challenging address, a man in the crowd says, stop all of this re religious stuff, Jesus, and tell my brother to give me a fair share of the family inheritance. This man had a dream, his prayer, which he thought Jesus would make happen for him. And his older brother had uh, inherited the family land and would not share it with him. Maybe for good reasons. This younger brother saw his chance to get something for himself. To reach for his dream. And he could use Jesus to make, to make it happen. Like other rabbi in Palestine who act as local judges in family disputes. This younger brother thought, this Jesus is a powerful man. And like God, he can get me what I dream for. And then my life will be just fine. But Jesus will have none of it. And Jesus said to him, who made me a judge over you? Your situation is not my concern. And more than that, you are thinking for wrong things. You are thinking for money. You are thinking for possessions. You are thinking that having something will bring you security and happiness. You are looking in the wrong direction, my friend. 
And Jesus tells the story of the successful entrepreneur who coins it in and has to solve the problems of having too much food and goods. And so he builds bigger storehouses and he looks forward to a life of ease and pleasure. And God says to him, you fool. This very night, you are going to die. And the things that you have gathered together will go to someone else, not you. And what's the point of that? Friends, we should feel sorry for Bill Gates and uh, Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia. We should feel sorry for all those with a lot of money. We should feel sorry for all the successful people who have no good idea of where to go with their success. My friend, why? Why would you want to be one of the rich people? Why would you want to be one of the famous people? Do you know what is involved? Do you know about all that responsibility which comes with all your money? Do you know what is involved? Do you know what comes with all those decisions you have to make, all those people trying to get money out of you? Do you know? When you are thinking about your money and you are constantly in danger of losing sight of what really matters in life. Friends, read the stories of what happens to many of the people who win a lot of money on the lottery. It doesn't make them happy in the long run. Friends, look at devastation that can happen to children and family of those with large amounts of money. Having your dream come true doesn't bring you or others happiness. So it is, says Jesus, for those who store up treasures for themselves but are not rich towards God. But then, as Jesus reminds us, it is not just a trap for rich people. We, too, we are in danger of pursuing our dreams. We are in danger of thinking that uh, if we got the things we want, we will be happy. 
But behind our dreams of happiness is something much deeper. God, our God, is not in the business of making dreams come true. God, our God, might lead us in a direction where we found some of our dreams along our journey. Like benches by the roadside to rest on a little while. But uh, these benches, they are refreshment stops. They are not our destinations. Friends, we have to let go. We have to let go of the idea that happiness is our goal. We have to let go of the idea that getting things and the people and the God to work for us will be the answer that makes us happy. In our second reading from Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, the Apostle Paul wrote this. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on the things above. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on the things above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. My friend, don't get stuck in your dreams. Have a bigger vision for your life than happiness. Ask your dreams Ask what your dream tell you about what really you think is important in your life. Follow the journey of fulfillment with God. Follow the journey of looking beyond the here and beyond the now to the love of God in Jesus. The love of God which changes and moves the world. We hear very little about the people, especially rich people, who are generous, though there are some of them around. We know that. And uh, we can call them. You know how we call them? Philanthropists. Which literally means those who love people. So, my friends, however much or little we are. Let us all be philanthropists. The people who love others in the name of God. Friends, let me conclude this sermon by saying this. 
in our daily prayers. Let us not pray for what we think will make us happy. But in our daily prayers, let us pray for the love of God to transform the lives of ourselves. And also, let us pray for the love of God to transform the lives of others. To God the Father, God the Son, and the God the Holy Spirit, be glory and the praise now and forever. Amen. And now, my friends, let us sing together 9-9 while we collect the offerings. Come on and celebrate. Out of your providing, Lord, we make this offering brought from our daily living. We dedicate this money, Lord, for the work of the church. And we ask you to use all that we have and all that we are in your service. In your presence, O oh God, we remember all our friends and neighbors, those who live in this community. 
and especially those who are ill and those who are in sorrow, those who are alone in a difficult situations. Be with the weak to make them strong. Be with the strong to make them gentle. Cheer the lonely with your company. Lord Jesus, who came not to be served, but to serve. Have mercy on all who work faithfully to serve the common good. Lord Jesus Christ, who called all those who are weary and carrying heavy burdens to come to you. Have mercy upon all those whose work is beyond their strength. Loving God, hear our prayers for our housebound, members of this congregation of Town Ahead, and those who are in hospital. Reach out to all our loved ones and friends who are unwell and minister your love to them. Grant relief from pain. Grant comfort in sorrow. Grant hope in despair. Grant reassurance in moments of fear and anxiety. Loving God, in your mercy, hear our prayer through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. And now we conclude our service morning. We sing the boys, we gave a favorite hymn, 770. Will you anchor hold? Will you anchor hold?
And now let us go in peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of us today and always. Amen.